Hey, what's going on, Anthony? How are you doing? Hey, pretty good. How are you doing, my brother? Doing great. So welcome, everybody, to the uh, Dodgers, Lakers, Patriots, and Rams podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Antonio. On the NFL show today, we're going to preview what's in store for the Ravens and Steelers in 2019. For the MLB show, we'll talk about the season previews of the Nationals and Braves. And for the NBA, we'll talk about what's in store for the Lakers and Heat and their upcoming matchups and recap last night's game when the Lakers played the Phoenix Suns. So let's start off with the NFL, guys, and uh, talk about what's in store for the Ravens and Steelers. So first things first, so what do you think of the Combine so far? pretty much everybody and that was DK Metcalf and I believe he just boosted his uh rating so much I think DJ Metcalf is gonna is gonna be a member of the Baltimore Ravens as I think when we're gonna talk about that in just a minute we'll talk about the Baltimore Ravens needing receiver help and O-line help too yeah definitely so I kind of changed my mind on what I had on my mock draft. So I originally had Nick Bosa going number one to the uh, Cardinals, but I changed my mind and had him going to San Fran because they need another guy to compliment DeForest Buckner. And I think the Cardinals are going to trade Josh Rosen to your Miami Dolphins, and they're going to draft Kyler Murray. The Cardinals will. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, Actually, you know, when I did go through my mock draft, um, I thought about putting in trades, but, you know, just to make it um, a little simple, because this is the first one we're doing, I did not put in um, any trades. But I can see I can see that happening. Um, although, you know, the Dolphins had a chance to, you know, get Josh Rosen in last year's draft, and they didn't move up. So I'm not really sure why they would uh, trade to trade for him, especially when Fields is going to future. Yeah, they traded up to get Minka Fitzpatrick last year, and I changed my mind on who I had the Dolphins drafting instead of Drew Locke. I think they're going to draft A.J. Brown from Old Miss. Who? What were you saying? Who are you saying is going to draft A.J. Brown? The, your Dolphins will, because I think the Dolphins are going to part with Amendola and uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, but no, that's not that. I don't think that's the route that they're going. They want to, I mean, because we have so many holes in O line and D line. I believe this draft, at least the first two rounds, are probably going to be O line and D line from, you know, everything that Chris Greer and Brian Flores is talking about. Um, and we do like, don't get me wrong, we do need wide receiver help, and you know, because like Devontae Parker and Amendola might be gone. But I don't think that's their main. I don't think that's their main focus. I believe they want. I believe they want to focus on the O line and D line building for the future. Because the Dolphins don't really have a team to win it all. Yeah. Do you think is there a chance that the Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins keep uh, Jawan James? Um, there is a big chance. Um, I actually, you know, I was looking at interviews with uh, Brian Flores and Chris Greer. And that's and even uh, Chad O'Shea, and that's one of the guys, uh, one of the couple guys that they mentioned, you know, as well as Xavier Howard. Uh, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to keep Xavier Howard and Jawan James to build for the future. But you know, they're they're not gonna overspend for Jawan. 
So, you know, if he wants to test the waters instead of coming back to the Dolphins, I believe he'll be gone. Yeah, I think the Dolphins, I kind of changed my mind who I had on, who I have them draft instead of a receiver. I think they're going to draft Greg Little from Ole, from Ole Miss, offensive tackle. Yeah, actually, um, I definitely, I like that pick. Um, I guess it, it's gonna, it's really gonna depend on how the draft shakes up, because I don't see them, I don't see them trading down, you know, like mortgage in their future for, you know, like a quarterback, and the, you know, there's not really that quarterback in this draft, you know, like a Sam Darnold coming out of college, or you know, a Josh Allen, or you know, the quarterback um, in the like quarterback previously, so. You know, to um trade, you know, trade up might not be such a good idea, and I don't believe they'll do it. But I do see them, you know, kind of, you know, waiting to see because I mean this draft is loaded, so I believe they'll still be able to get a decent um offensive lineman or D lineman at you know that number thirteen spot. Yeah, they got Tunsil. They can since he's a guard. I think he'll move to left tackle. Laramie Tunsil will move to left tackle, and then you have Greg. And then the one who I mentioned for the Dol- who I changed my mind on who the Dolphins draft, Greg Little will go to right tackle. Laramie Tunsil would go to left. Yeah, it, so Laramie Tunsil is actually already a left tackle. Um, but we need, like, if Jawan James isn't staying, we are going to need help at that right tackle position or the interior because, like, a lot of those interior guys are just older guys that are injury prone. So I believe they're going to be trying to fill, they're going to be trying to fill that, that tackle, that right tackle or that um, left or right guard. I think they're going to get a right tackle. I think uh, the, I, I think, I think, I think you guys are going to get a, get a right tackle. And I do think uh, the guy who I mentioned from uh, Ole Miss will be, will be a dolphin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I really like um Greg Little. I believe there might be, you know, there might be some better guys still on the board, um, such as Cody Ford. Um, so you know, we'll see, we'll see, or Jawan Taylor even, you know, because it seems like you know that top ten, you know, all the people before the Dolphins, there, there may be a lot of people trading back because there's just some people up there that you know might want to accumulate more picks or don't really see a fit for some of the um, people that they like. I actually have Juwan Taylor from Florida even going to the uh, – I have him going to the Colts because I think you got – I think the Colts need to continue to build their uh, offensive line to protect a healthy Andrew Luck. And now with the NFL being such a passing league now, it's about protecting the quarterback. And I think Frank Reich will continue to build that offensive line when it comes to the Colts. Yeah, yeah, man, and their offensive line, their offensive line got uh, like a lot better, you know. Especially adding, I mean, adding Quentin Nelson last year, you know. I mean, rookie Pro Bowler, like that, that goes good. So I don't, you know, I just the only reason is because you know the Colts, like the Colts are drafting at what is that? Um, the Colts are drafting at number twenty-six, and I just I believe that Jawan Taylor is going to be gone by. So unless they're ready to move up, um, I have the Colts. I had the Colts taking a wide receiver just because Andrew Luck needs help, man. Andrew Luck needs a lot of help. Yeah, I think Andrew Luck needs a lot of help. 
and I think he could really follow up from that. But do you agree with – here's the trade proposal I have for the Cardinals to, for the Dolphins. I have the Cardinals trading Josh Rosen to the Dolphins. And then in exchange, the Cardinals receive Miami's first-round pick from for next year. No. Um, because Josh Rosen, you know, although he kind of had – you know, he was on a crap team in, in Arizona last year, they – are not going to spend a first round. They're not going to mortgage their future like on Josh Rosen. So I believe, you know, I believe though they can get maybe like a, like they could do like a second and like a conditional fourth or something. But, you know, not, you're not just going to trade him for a pick next year because you're not, you, you kind of saw a little bit of what Josh Rosen did when he was in Arizona. And I don't think that's enough to say, oh, that guy's our future. So that's the only problem I have. Okay, good. I'm kind of thinking I'm changing my mind. I think I think the Dolphins will – the Cardinals will trade Josh Rosen to the Dolphins, and I think it will be in exchange for a conditional fourth-round pick for next year and then a conditional fifth-round pick the following year. I can even – yeah, I can, I can definitely see that um... – you know, if Arizona, you know, Arizona's willing to go get Kyler Murray. But, you know, I'm not really – ah, man, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. So do you still think the Cardinals are going to trade Josh Rosen and they're going to select Kyler Murray with the first pick in the draft? Man, dude, that's – I mean, it's such a toss-up, you know, because their GM saying that, oh, you know, Josh Rosen's in our future. But then, you know, he's saying for now – so, you know, it kind of has everybody, you know, wondering, like, if they're going to trade Rosen. But, you know, it could all be smoke and mirrors as well because, you know, think about it. If, you know, they're, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, we might, you know, kind of that's what they're saying. We might go ahead with Josh Rosen or we might trade him and get Kyler Murray. So now there's a bunch of teams, you know, who, you know, maybe who's looking at Kyler Murray. And, you know, now what they're, you know, now what they're willing to give up for that first round pick is even more because, you know, there's not really, there's not really any quarterbacks that somebody's just going to go up and get. So, you know, the fact that they kind of, you know, they're playing this smoke and mirrors game, you know, seems a little bit, seems a little bit interesting. Oh, but in my opinion, I do think, I kind of changed my mind, changed my change of heart of that. That's why I see the Cardinals trading Josh Rosen to the Dolphins, and I do believe the Cardinals are going to use their first round pick on Kyler Murray because I think he will fit. I think he had a relationship with Cliff Kingsbury when they were at Texas Tech together, and I think I think uh, I think I think what Kingsbury's doing in in Arizona, his offense is based on running and and uh, throwing, because that's what Cliff Kingsbury's offense is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, because he had so much success, I definitely um, could see – I definitely could see them taking Kyler Murray. Is that what you see with the Cardinals in your mock draft? You see them taking Kyler Murray, and you think right away Cliff Kingsbury's going to make him his starting quarterback? I definitely don't – like, in my mock draft, I don't have that because, um, like I said, I didn't do, I didn't do the trades. I just kind of wanted to simplify it if everybody just um, stayed the same. So I actually have them 
um, bolstering that D line with uh, Quinn and Williams. You mean with number one, they get Quinn and Williams? Yes. They have defensive pieces. The Cardinals, with most likely that they get uh, Kyler Murray with the number one pick, they could really bolster that defensive line when it comes to the second round of the draft. Yeah, but you're not going to get like a generational player in, um, you know, either Quentin Williams or Nick Bosa, um, even a Josh Allen, who, you know, I projected those guys to go one, two, and three. So it's just, um, you know, because the second round, you're going to be able to get some guys that are going to be able to come in and play right away, but you're not going to get any game changers. Oh, I, I get what you're saying, but I know it's in your opinion, but I'm going to just stick to my opinion that I changed my mind on my number one pick in the draft, and I do think that Kyler Murray will be the guy that will be number one. No, I believe it's a real big – I believe it's a big possibility because, you know, I mean, Kyler Murray's one of those, you know, just freak athletes and, you know, is able to play the um, quarterback position so well. And, you know, if I – like, if I was – you know, if I was them – I would definitely trade Rosen, you know, for, you know, some kind of pick and, you know, bring in Kyler Murray because he makes, I mean, he makes a, like for a team, you know, for a team that doesn't really, you know, have so many pieces, you know, he's a quarterback that can come in and be a game changer right away. And, you know, with them getting some picks, you know, then they can start, you know, building up the offensive line or, you know, defense or whatever they want to do. So if I if that was me, I would definitely go get Kyler Murray. But I'm just looking at it from, you know, like from just like a uh, like their GM perspective and everything that I've been hearing um, in the combine and everywhere else. Yeah, I think I think Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Steve Kime and Mike Bidwell will attend Kyler Murray's pro day on March 12th. Yeah, I definitely can see that happening. I. I wouldn't, I mean, especially if you're going to go after, you know, if you're going to go after a guy like that and, you know, stay at that number one pick, it definitely, I would definitely say it has to be Kyler Murray. And then also at, at his pro day on, on the top, I could see uh, the Jaguars attending his pro day with Marone and Coughlin. And then for the Dolphins brass, I see uh, Brian Flores and Chad O'Shea and, uh, and uh, and G- general manager Chris Greer also attending his pro day. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, that'd be something like really good for you know the Dolphins to. I, I mean, I would really like the Dolphins to get Kyler Murray, but I'm not like I don't believe that you know Greer just you know kind of what they've been saying is. You know, they're just trying to get guys in there who, you know, want to be a teammate and want to, you know, want to work. So I just don't see the Dolphins trade. Like, if anything, I see the Dolphins trading back if there's, you know, if there's not that guy that they're like, hey, we're going to go get this guy. So, you know, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll definitely have to see. But, you know, that's kind of the Dolphins that keep in, you know, taking a deep backboard as a yeah, I think they're going to O-Tackle. I think that's what Brian Flores is going through. I think I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in Miami because I knew him from a Patriots fan perspective, him spending time with the Patriots for all those years. I think he's going to be a good head coach for the Dolphins, but 
also some reaction that we had we had news yesterday that the Patriots released Dwayne Allen. I think that was a I think that was a good move. We could resign him for less money, but really I think the Patriots with that with the Patriots releasing Dwayne Allen, I think it's just time for them to move on from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely I definitely agree and you know, for the most part, uh, you know, he definitely worked in that Patriots offense, and he's been, you know, he's been consistent at least. Uh, but no, yeah, I think it was definitely time to move on. And there's a couple tight ends in this draft, you know, that they may be able to go get. You know, whether that's like I believe Noah Fant's going to be gone, but you know, T.J. Hawkinson might drop, might not. So we'll see. I have the Patriots with the thirty. I have my Patriots with the thirty-second pick in the draft. I have them drafting uh, Noah Fant from uh, from Ohio. I really, I really like the guy. I think he's a guy that has speed, that can catch, that can pl- that can complement Gronk well. So I think whomever Brady wants to throw the ball to at first, he can go to Noah Fant and then go to Gronk in the red zone. Yeah, I don't believe Gronk's gonna be back, but no, I don't think like Noah Fant. After that show he put on at the combine yesterday, there's I don't believe there's any way that he actually dropped that far. Do you see the Patriots maybe moving up to get him? Uh, not necessarily because I mean, as you know, that's not really the Patriots' mo. You know, uh, they're gonna you know they're gonna take players that fit their scheme. You know, a lot of the a lot of the guys are. You know, a lot of the teams are taking just the best overall players and not really caring whether they fit the scheme or not. But because the Patriots, because the Patriots is a system team, you know, they're they're going to pick the best player at that time, you know, for whatever they're looking for. You know, it's not going to be the flashy. It's not going to be all the flashy guys, you know, and if Noah Fan or TJ Hawkinson actually does drop back, I believe they definitely have to go get a tight end, um, especially one um, as good as those guys. But I believe um, they would just – I believe they could just take the, you know, that best person on the board, whether, you know, it's a DN if they don't uh, resign Trey Flowers or um, a deep tackle, which, you know, I actually have them taking um, Charles Omenahu. Um, Who's he from? Where is he from? Um, Omenahu. Um, or I could back. see the I could also see the Patriots taking Isaiah Bugs if Flowers doesn't resign. I think he's a guy that really could fit the scheme right away. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then maybe Christian Wilkins. I think he's going to be gone by then. Dexter Lawrence, I think, will be gone by then. I think they they just need edge rushing edge rushing help. Maybe DeAndre Walker for the Patriots. definitely gonna continue like you need to continue to bolster that d-line you know and have somebody uh to be able to play for cheap so you know finding you know finding that edge rusher or you know that somebody that can clog the middle um, of the field you know is going to be really i believe it's going to be key for the patriots you know to keep them kind of you know relevant as it goes like you know as far as d-line yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the offseason outlooks now for the Ravens and Steelers. So let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, like I said, they're going to get – they need D-line help. They, no, they need offensive line help and receiver help. And 
like I mentioned to you earlier, I have the Baltimore Ravens selecting the DJ Meltcalf in the draft to help out the Lamar Jackson out there. Speed, I think now that the Ravens were released Michael Crabtree, they're going to definitely draft the receiver, get DJ Meltcalf to help with that offense. And I think they may, they most likely use the free agent market on a number one receiver too. That's a veteran. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do see the only the only problem I have with that is the Ravens pick at number twenty two, which you know if teams were watching like you know everybody around the country were watching you know DK Metcalf perform, you know there's no way he's going to be there by twenty two. So you know if they want to trade up, you know that's something that they can do. But, uh, you know, Nikhil Harry, Nikhil Harry's uh, really good for them. Or I feel, like jo- um, I feel like Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, that running back, you know, to kind of, you know, because um, with Alex Collins hitting free agency, I believe that um, Josh Jacobs, a piece that can come in there and, you know, continue to, you know, take the load off of um, Lamar Jackson. And, you know, they can continue to run that RPO or whatever offense. Yeah, I could see that happening, but I really – I do think the ball, the Oakland Raiders are going to get Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, the reason why I have Melcalf going to Baltimore is because uh, I think he could help – he could help Lamar Jackson out with his speed and all that when Lamar throws on the run. And I think now that the Ravens released Alex Collins, they could really use the free agent market to get a running back. So that's why I see them getting DJ Malcalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would um if he's available, they should definitely take him because you know, that's what he was Lamar Jackson was throwing to the tight end all last year and didn't really have any wide receiver help. So, you know, getting a guy like Metcalf would be, I mean, like phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, that's why I think that's why I think the Ravens will get DJ Metcalf. So I think the Ravens need receiver help, and they need to get offensive line help. I, I think when they got Ronnie Stanley last year, I think that really helped. But it's not, it's, not, it's, not, it doesn't hurt for the Ravens to add more. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think they, I think they're going to re-sign CJ Mosley, and I think they're going to also re-sign Terrell Suggs. on that defense, man, are, you know, definitely generational talent, future Hall of Famers. So, you know, just in that defense, you know, that defense has remained, you know, good even after Ray Lewis, Ed Reed era. So, you know, to let those guys go might not be the best idea, especially when you're, I mean, because I believe, you know, I believe, you know, the Ravens are actually built to win now if they could just get a couple pieces on that O-line and, you know, maybe a couple wide receivers for Lamar Jackson to play with. I agree. But when it comes to winning the AFC North in 2019, who I have the fa- who's my favorite to win it, I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens. And the sleeper team, which we'll talk about on Friday, will be the Cleveland Browns. Nice. I don't believe they're going to be sleepers for long. You don't think the Cleveland Browns are going to be sleepers for long? No, man. I believe uh, because, you know, they showed, you know, they showed us, you know, under like Baker Mayfield last year that they can play, man. So, you know, if they, you know, making, 
a couple, making a couple big splashes in this draft can actually have them in contention. And, you know, for the fact that, you know, we don't know what Pittsburgh's doing, you know, if Pitt, like if everything happens like everybody thinks is going to happen, you know, the number one wide receiver in the league from Pittsburgh is gone, and so is the number one running back. And, you know, what's Pittsburgh, you know, what's Pittsburgh going to do? And, you know, although I believe they can win, you know, with Juju Smith-Schuster and, you know, James Conner, they're, I mean, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell used to take the top off the defenses. And I don't know if Big Ben is that person that can, you know, lead anymore. And he's always, you know, like, oh, I'm not sure how much longer I'm playing football. So we don't know what's happening on that front either. Yeah, we'll talk about the Steelers in just a minute. But my breakout players for the Baltimore Ravens in 2019 are on offense. It's uh, Lamar Jackson and Hayden Hurst. And on defense, who I think the Ravens are going to re-sign and I think who's going to continue to get better is C.J. Mosley. Oh, man. So, um, I believe, you know, I believe uh, Andrews is going to be that one that on the tight end that, you know, kind of takes that next step. And then on uh, defense, on defense, man, I really like, I really like CJ Mosley. And, you know, if they are able to re-sign him, I believe he's going to be able to, um, you know, reassume that leadership role and, you know, have that defense take the next step. I I do think the Ravens are going to, are going to keep CJ Mosley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. And do you think they'll keep Terrell Suggs too? I believe they. I believe they do keep Terrell Suggs, man. Terrell Suggs has been been on, um, you know, Baltimore forever. You know, with that Ed Reed, Ray Lewis era. So, so even if it's just, even if it's just to retire, but I believe he still has a good two. You know, at least two years left of like a uh, really good football. So they should definitely resign him. Yeah, they will keep Terrell Suggs for sure because I think Terrell Suggs really the guy that's the heart and the soul of the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, for sure. And do you think, uh, do you think the, uh, do you think, uh, what's his face on the Baltimore Ravens? Do you think, so now that being said here, now let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think AB is going to get traded to the Green Bay Packers. And I think LB, Le'Veon Bell, is going to sign either with the Texans or the Colts. Man, I haven't even looked at, you know, the Colts. That would be, you know, that would be phenomenal with the O line, with the O line that the Colts have, you know, and um, to continue to build that. If you were able to get a piece like Le'Veon Bell, or even, you know, even Antonio Brown going to the Colts, somebody to take the top off the defense. You know, Andrew Luck will find himself back in the playoffs, but you know, possibly instead of a wild card. You know, they might even be able to win the AFC. So, you mean the AFC South? No, I mean the AFC in general. I mean, like, you know, chances to go to the Super Bowl. You know, because they weren't that far. They weren't that far off last year. And I thought they would, you know, I thought they would go to Kansas City and, you know, at least do better than they did. You know, they were still, it just seemed like they were still young. So, and Andrew Luck is still, you know, kind of getting back into the groove. But at the end of last year, you know, he showed us that he could play. And I would love to see what he would do getting um, 
just some more help. Yeah, I think that some more little help there for Andrew Luck there, getting LB. I, I kind of think – I think that Le'Veon Bell will end up an Indianapolis Colt and have him be a compliment to Marlon Mack. Yeah, 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 definitely. And um, Marlon Mack, he's a guy – you know, he's a guy that's going to give you, you know, a lot of consistency. Uh, but he's not – you know, he's not like a Le'Veon Bell type of uh, player who's going to be able to, you know, almost carry a team on his back. Absolutely. So I think with the Steelers, what they need is I think they get secondary help. And with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I have them drafting, um, if you can give me just a minute here, I, I have them drafting this corner from Georgia. I'll tell you the name in just a moment oh, here. I have the Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting uh, DeAndre Baker in the first round of the draft. They need corner help for sure. Oh, man, definitely. And, you know, for, you know, somebody who can play on the side of Artie Burns, you know, I mean, just bolstering that defense so that offense doesn't have to do so much, you know, so much work. And I believe DeAndre Baker might be, you know, he's one of the more underrated um, cornerbacks in this draft, you know, because I know a lot of people are talking about Byron Murphy and Greedy Williams. But – you know, um, DeAndre Baker, man, he's a physical guy. Sometimes it gets him in a lot of trouble as far as uh, being handsy and, you know, with pass interference dog calls and things like that. But, man, I would love to have that guy on my team, you know, just, you know, he's somebody that's going to get after the ball and, you know, be super physical. Yeah, I think I think DeAndre Baker will be a compliment to Artie Burns, and I think he has the potential to, to – to, have him be the number two corner next to Artie Burns. Yeah, definitely. When it comes to the Steelers. So my breakout players for the Steelers are on offense. It's James Conner, a guy that's going to continue to get better. And on defense, Terrell Edmonds. Oh, man, I actually um, – yeah, Terrell Edmonds was one of those picks last year that I was, I was kind of like, oh, man, you know, why they would draft somebody like that when there's so many other people on the board. But, you know, as the year moved on, he was, uh, you know, he progressed and he became a little bit more consistent. So I definitely, you know, I definitely like that pick. But uh, on the offense, and I think on the offensive side of the ball, um, I do, I like Juju Smith, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, to be able to, um, you know, and, you know, that big season he had last year, you know, that was opposite Antonio Brown. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens, you know, with Antonio Brown not being there. But I believe Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be one of the breakout players because he's going to prove that he can play without him. He can, absolutely. And uh, with that being said here, so let's talk about – we kind of talked about the mock draft and all that, so we'll put that aside. So we'll talk about – that when we talk about the Browns and the uh, Browns and the Bengals and who we have them drafting next week and also and then we'll uh, get to that next week so with that being said next what to expect in free agency is I do think the pay my patrons are going to keep Trey Flowers keep Steven Gostowski and also Ryan Allen and for the Dolphins I see them I'm not sure if they're going to resign Juwan James I think he's gone I think uh, I think you guys resigned Frank Gore and I do think the Dolphins will pick up some receivers in the free agent market. But, 
but I also think they are going to need they're going to they're going to need to draft a number two corner in the draft as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually like those um some of those observations. They're not going to re-sign Frank Gore because uh you know they're looking Brian Flores and Chris Greer. They're looking to um go like you know go with younger players and you know if if uh. Frank Gore wants to take, uh, you know, a minimum, you know, like a veteran's minimum or something, you know, they might do, they might do something like that, but, you know, they, like, they've already mentioned they're going with younger guys, and, you know, that backfield, you know, that backfield with uh, Drake and Perry and Bellage, you know, I mean, young guys that can actually play, so I believe Frank Gore is definitely gone. That number two cornerback that you were talking about, though, um, I really, you know, that's one. That's one I really like, and you know, we definitely need a number two cornerback. I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, maybe if at thirteen, you know, nobody's on the board that they want, you know, you go after somebody like a Greed Williams or DeAndre Baker, um, even if like if Byron Murphy's still there, um, so that's uh, that's really good. Me like like Jawan James, you know, I believe they want him. But, you know, with the money talks and everything, it's going to be really difficult to, um, you know, to give him what he's going to get on the open market. So I believe, you know, if, if he doesn't want to play in Miami or, you know, if he feels like he can go somewhere else and get that big salary, he's going to go. So um, I get that. And, you know, I just uh, – for the Patriots, I don't believe – I don't believe they're going to re-sign um, Trey Flowers only because, you know, history, it's kind of like history repeating itself. New England's not going to overpay for anybody. And, you know, Trey Flowers, you know, he's in that mode where, you know, he's just coming off his rookie deal and he wants to get that big contract. And, you know, they don't even give Tom Brady a big contract. So there's no way Trey Flowers is going to, you know, be close to making what Brady makes. So uh, I just don't believe, you know, if he wants to stay with the Patriots and continue to win, and you know they can uh, get a contract done, I believe that's I believe that'll be fine. But if he wants to, you know, if he wants to test the water, then you know get the most out of this, you know, this contract after his rookie contract, he's gonna need to go somewhere else because the Patriots aren't gonna give it to him. Yeah, I I do believe the Patriots will keep, will keep Trey Flowers. I think they will, but you like you said, history can repeat itself. You never know that. And for the Rams, I'll tell you, I think they're even though that they are not franchise tagging anyone this year, I see them uh, re-signing Lamarcus Joyner. They're gonna re-sign Fowler. They're gonna re-sign Saffold, and they're gonna re-sign C.J. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those definitely are some players that um. You know, you can get the contract. You can get the contract done now. But, I mean, I'm not really sure what they're going to do about – I think Sue's gone. Yeah, I think I think that could happen. I I, I, I could agree with that. I think the Dominican Sue wants money. I do see the Rams moving Aaron Donald back in the middle and then putting John Franklin Myers on the opposite side of Michael Brockers. Yeah, definitely. That's, um, you know, that's kind of what – played in my head as, you know, I was going through these uh, free agents and, you know, who was going to re-sign who and, 
you know, I just don't believe that Dominic Cruz be bad. Yeah. But do you think do you think when it comes to your Dolphins, do you think do, I'm kind of thinking the Dolphins are aren't going to resign Juwan James? I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna select an offensive tackle in the in the uh, in the uh, first in the first round of the draft to help out uh, to be a compliment to uh, Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, definitely, I can see that happening. That's why I have the Dolphins drafting uh, Greg Little. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Uh... You know that's somebody that's somebody that I would look I would look at. I do. You know, I believe it's all it's all gonna depend on what Jawan James does. So you know, if Jawan James if Jawan James is able to reach an agreement with the Dolphins, they will not sign Greg Little, and you know they could possibly. I believe they would like then go after a D tackle first. But also somebody like a Jawan Taylor or Cody Ford, you know, who can play tackle, who can also play um, the guard position. So, um, you know, and definitely even even a center, something like that. Uh, you know, that guy Bradbury from. Uh, oh gosh, where's um Bradbury from? He's he's a center. He's the one. He ran somewhere around a four nine. But you think the Dolphins need defensive line help too? Oh, they definitely need defensive line help. And that um got all across, you know, all across because I don't think Cameron Wake's coming back because he still wants to play football for you know, and he doesn't want to play for cheap either. So I don't believe they're gonna re sign him, although, you know, I kinda want him to be a Dolphin. But uh you know, they're just not um Robert Quinn gone. You know, they just released Andre Branch, or they, I don't, they didn't release him yet, but, you know, they're getting ready to. And so they're going to need, man, they're going to need help all across the board. And, but, you know, if, uh, if I notice something about the Patriots, though, you know, it's just, uh, or, you know, Brian Flores with the Patriots, sorry. You know, what, whatever, you know, whatever scheme they're going to run, they're going to find those guys for that scheme and be able to, you know, put them in the right position to be successful. So you don't think you don't think the uh, Dolphins you don't think the Dolphins will will end up signing Cameron Wake? I think they will, and then they'll draft the uh, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, they. The only way they sign Cameron Wake is if he agrees to a deal that doesn't, you know, that doesn't. Uh, we know he's not going to break the bank at age thirty-seven, but. They just, you know, they want team players, and you know, if he's willing to take, if he's willing to take a, uh, you know, like a pay cut, or you know, structure his contract to where, you know, maybe he like it's made up in incentives instead of just saying here's all this money guaranteed. I believe they're definitely willing to do something like that because um, I definitely want to see Cameron Wake get his hundred sack with the Dolphins. No, no question about it. I think Cameron Wick's a free agent, so I do think he'll be a guy that the Dolphins will have on their priority list for them to keep. I think he's going to stay a Miami Dolphin for sure, and I do think he'll take a pay cut with the Dolphins. Yeah, for sure. Because I know Brian Flores is going to know that he is really their captain of that defense, and I do think I don't think Cameron Wick's going anywhere. I hope not. I think he's going to stay a Dolphin. I definitely hope so, man. So that being said, my final NFL thought is 
Kyler Murray number one to the Cardinals when it comes to the draft, and then I have and then and then I do I do think Nick Bosa is going to the Niners at two. Yeah, um, I do. I, I have Nick Bosa going. I have Nick Bosa going too. Um, but you know, I believe Kyler Murray could go to Arizona, man. It's you know, a lot of people are uh, still talking about it, but whether he goes to Arizona or not, I believe. Somebody's gonna jump up to get Kyler, um, somewhere in the top five. It may be number one. So you think? So you think? But I do think the Cardinals will end up trading Josh Rosen somewhere. Yeah, definitely somewhere. Um, if it's the Dolphins, you know, we don't know, but they will trade. They will trade Josh Rosen somewhere if they do feel like um, Kyler Murray is gonna be their future. I kind of I kind of think of the Cardinals perspective and Cliff Kingsbury's perspective. I think the Cardinals will trade Rosen and I do think he'll go with Kyler Murray because of his familiarity with him. Yeah, definitely. You, you know what I mean? You know what I mean when I said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, when you play with somebody and you understand the talent level, you know, you're able to uh, you know, you're able to, you know, see what, you know, see what they could do, see what they need to work on. So yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Yeah, that's why because the reason why I said that is because Cliff King, Kyler Murray will. I think Kyler Murray fits Cliff Kingsbury's offensive system better than Rosen. Yeah, 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 definitely. Than Josh Rosen, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. That's why. That's why I see the. That's why I changed my mind. I originally had Nick Bosa going to the Cardinals, but I changed my mind. I do think Kyler Murray is going to be an Arizona Cardinal. Yeah, I can definitely uh, get with that, man. All right, so we'll take a break, and when we come back, let's let's talk about MLB and lots to talk about there when it comes to, with the Phillies signing Bryce Harper, and we'll get, and get into depth on that. 